on the same. Does anybody have a prayer request? Of course, we need to continue praying for for the Tylers and the, and Robert Nell and yes. the Rose. Need them and just lift them up in prayer. Continue praying for them. For a lady. Yes. For Miss Lee. For Miss Lee. Yes. Any my, others? My, my boss is actually leaving today. Um, they're going for the two weeks to go to Israel. And she's extremely excited. So um, just pray for their safety. Our daughter-in-law, Lisa, uh, is leaving, I think, tomorrow for Uganda uh, on a kind of a, a medical mission trip. They're, they've got uh, a hearing device for a little girl over there that they sponsor in one of their uh, uh, churches in that area that's deaf, and uh, she'll be able to hear after next wow. week. Pray for that trip to be good and safe and everything go well. Yes. That right there is a wonderful blessing in saying that. Brother Roger, Vanessa and I got this. There was a couple at our church in, in the youth center. Uh, had an adopted son, and he couldn't hear, and they got one of those. And what a blessing it was, to, you know, to see how God works. That he could hear what, what it sounded like to hear, and it was just one wonderful blessing. So that's going to be a wonderful thing there. Amen. And I will mention the church has helped financially to support the church. Oh, okay. Amen. that's good. Rhonda and the girls in your 
your priorities. Remembering my dad and the special member of my friend that she's aided in Hartswood. She's broke her pelvis in the nursing home, some for nursing home for rehab. She's the one that lost her son just two weeks ago. She lost her son to just a massive heart attack. So I'm afraid for the Bennett family. We have so many things to pray for. Well, Wayne, let's continue to pray for Brother Don Graves. So we'll come an update on him. He's in physical therapy at St. Vincent's East. And uh, he is, last report I got from Kathy, he's doing better than he has in a long time. He's able to stand up and support his weight. And uh, that's a big uh, progression from where he was at. But uh, he can't have, uh, he can't have visitors now. So anybody wants to go see him, that's where he's at, and he'll be there for about two weeks. And that will probably lift his spirits up and probably mm -hmm. something to go. Anyone else? Again, we have so many things to pray for. And, and uh, But let's, let's go to the Lord's Prayer. Brother Bobby, back there in the back, if you don't mind, can I call on you to pray for you? Our Heavenly Father, we bow this morning thanking yes. God for your goodness and your mercy and your grace and all the blessings in life, Lord. We thank you, God. Uh, we ask you, God, that you forgive us where we failed to come short this morning, dear God. Heavenly Father, that you'd watch over us, dear God, the lost, the saved, and the unsaved. Dear Heavenly Father, that Heavenly Father, that your hand would guide our lives, Lord, that we would turn our hearts and minds towards you that we would follow the leadership and the guidance that you so ever provide so that your light would shine through us to Heavenly Father, uh, to those around us, dear God, and that you'd be glorified in our life, Lord. We pray today, God, uh, that you'd give the lost, dear Lord, another opportunity drawn to you one more time, God. Heavenly Father, if it be your will, God, and I know it is, Lord, would you just help them trust you, Lord, to the salvation of their souls, dear God. Heavenly Father, we pray this morning for the unsaved, dear God, those who haven't reached the age of accountability, yes, God. those whose, whose doors you haven't knocked on yet, God, we pray that uh, you just prepare their hearts, God. Help us and use us, God, in this, Lord. How that when you knock upon their heart's door, God, that they would accept you as Savior and Lord in their life. And we pray, God, that all of us who've been born again, God, who have the breath of life breathed in us, dear God, that you would help us, dear God to live righteous and holy lives, God. Heavenly Father, would you sanctify us? Heavenly Father, cleanse us by the washing of your word and the power of your Holy Spirit today, God. I would pray, God, Heavenly Father, for the prayer requests that were made, dear Lord. God, we pray, Lord, you know more about these than we do, God. And we pray, Lord, that you'll deal with them according to your love and mercy, God. We pray today, God, that you'd help us, Lord, even in those things we won't admit to ourselves, God, you'd shine light in the dark places in our hearts today, God, and let us see, Heavenly Father, what needs to be cleaned out in our spaces of our hearts, God. And we pray today, God, that you'd, Heavenly Father, help us to walk up right before a lost and dying world, God, that they'd see you in our lives, God, and that you'd use our lives, God. As a witness, God, help us, Lord, uh, today to be more earnest uh, for those around us. It's easy to be 
hard-hearted to the world today and, and, and because of the evil and because of the meanness and because of the, uh, the things that, that hinder us and bother us, dear God. But God, would You help us to get past it, Lord? Help us get to the point, God, that we can pray for the lost. Yes, pray for God. this world, God, that You'd save those from among it, God, that they'd miss the devil's hell and that they'd gain a heaven, dear Lord. And God, we pray that You'd bless in this service. Bless our humble pastor, God. Yes, when it comes down time for the message, God, would You just uh, send Your Holy Spirit, God, just to, to preach the Word of God through him today, Lord. And Lord, we thank You, God, for the opportunity of the Sunday school, dear Lord. Yes. God, what it's meant for us to us in the last few weeks, God. Yes, God. Uh, thank You, God, that You've got men that can teach, God. Uh, thank You, Lord, that You provide opportunities, God, uh, that we don't have each and every individual one, God. We just thank You, Lord, for raising us. Thank You, good Lord, for tending us, yes. for taking care of us. Thank You, Lord, for being our shepherd. And we give thanks and praise and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank You, Brother Bobby, for that prayer. Look back at a couple of pages. 389, Spirit of the Living God. Give us the just the first note. Give us the no on minutes. We're gonna sing this in acapella. Just that first verse. Bobby was praying that this song just came out. Spirit of the Living God. Paul praise God. Here we go. Spirit of the see everybody. I'd like to welcome all our visitors. I see several uh, new faces out there and uh, we'd just like to welcome you to be with us today and uh, join right in and uh, we're uh, uh, we're a loving church so uh, we'll just welcome you to be one of ours for the day. Uh, I planted a, a little row of sunflowers at my house this spring. I never had had any sunflowers. Uh, I had watch some of the fields around and amazed at, at uh, how they how they would do. And I've got a little row that's probably 50, 60 feet long. And I went out there this morning. I've been watching them. They've been opening this week. I went out there this morning. I usually see them in the afternoon. And they're facing the southwest. I went out there this morning. They're facing the southeast. Those things seek the sun. They seek that sunlight. Uh, I guess it's where they get their life. They get their being. 
And I got thinking about this morning that uh, we need to seek the sun, the S-O-N, capital S-O-N, just like those sunflowers seek their their life-giving light. Uh, he's our life-giving light. Sure. And uh, we need to seek him. And um, uh, that was just a thought I had kind of late this morning. I walked out there right before I, right before I came to church, just looked around outside a little bit. It's kind of cool. The wind was blowing. It felt so good. And... Uh, so I saw those, and I, I thought I'd share that with you, that, that uh, seek the sun. As those sunflowers seek the S-U-N, <coughs> we should seek the S-O-N and follow him, and, and through him we'll receive life, just like, just like those flowers uh, mm -hmm. that are big as a dinner plate almost are, are, are just glorious this morning. He can make our life glorious. Amen. And uh, the... Uh, that was just something I wanted to share with you. And the devotion this morning, I just I was thinking about faith this week, and uh, you know I'm pretty good at church. I, I can I, I stay pretty straight here. Uh, it's the rest of the week that gives me a problem, and and uh, sometimes I wonder about things and I struggle with things. And uh, uh, the uh, the word faith came up, and. Uh, you know, um, in one of our favorite songs around here, there's a the verse that says, uh, where faith became sight. Faith ended in sight. And, uh, you know, you think back through the Bible, some of the things that, that, that we've read and studied through the years, you just look at it and you just think, I can't figure that out. And uh, there's some of the things in the Bible that I read that I don't understand. And... People say, well, you believe it? And I said, I believe it. They said, well, how do you believe it if you don't understand it? And I said, I have faith that the Bible is written word of God. And that, that that's the only way I can understand some of it now is through faith. But I'm going to read a little bit in the 11th chapter of uh, Hebrews. And several instances listed in this chapter, and I'm going to, I'm going to skip from verse to verse, uh, uh, about faith. The things that happened because people had faith to follow uh, follow God in this. And in the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, first verse says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I think we probably all have have heard that and read that through our life. And, and that's kind of the, uh, the, the way that we go. Uh, it, it, we, we just can't see it, but we believe it. And then verse 7, it says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark uh, to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir to righteousness, which is by faith. Verse 8, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should uh, have to receive for an inheritance, obeyed and went out, not knowing whether he went. Verse 11, through faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was uh, past age because uh, she judged him faithful who had promised. In verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac and he uh, that received the promise offered up his only begotten son. Verse 20, By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. 
by faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning on the top of his staff. Uh, by faith, Joseph when, he, Joseph, when he died, made mention of departing with the children of Israel and gave commandments concerning his body. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. By faith, when Moses, uh, by, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Uh, th th these are just some of the things. Uh, this this chapter just has so many, so many things in it that that the great uh, characters in the Bible, uh, the people of the Bible. These were not characters; these were real people. Uh, by faith, did things that would otherwise have been impossible without the faith that they had in God. So, I encourage us uh, as we walk. Uh, we're not going to understand everything. That um, that we come in contact with, we're not going to understand everything that that we have to deal with. Um, but by faith, if we look to Him, like those sunflowers look to the to the SUN. If we'll look to God through faith, uh, He'll see us through things that we don't see. We don't see the end of it. We don't see how we can get through it, but He'll He'll see us through it. And um, just. Uh, Keep that in mind as a word of encouragement this morning. Uh, <coughs> just uh, keep walking in faith, because if we walk by sight, we're gonna we're gonna stumble. And, uh, we're human. Uh, anybody got anything you'd like to say this morning? Uh, add to uh, what we've already heard today, or anything? Brother Roger, I I've had a thought on my. Own. When you was reading this, I remember uh, testimony and, and uh, something that Brother Paul Kelly had shared during at my mom's funeral. And he talked about Jacob had wrestled with a man, and he wouldn't turn him loose until he blessed him. And he touched Jacob on the hollow of his thigh, and from that day on, Jacob was hauled. From that day on, Jacob had to have that staff. And it says by faith he had offered all, he had given all these blessings out or basically um, blessed his children and, and those around him and he did this leaning on that staff. God made a difference in his life. He wouldn't turn loose until he got the blessing. Uh, it was customary that when then two men made a covenant that maybe one would hold the man's hand under the, like Abraham held his servant's hand under his thigh and he said, promise me that you'll do this, that you'll go find a bride for my son just like I've asked you to. And, and, and there was a covenant there, uh, a blessing that Jacob got that lasted him his whole life and he was still leaning on it uh, in the last of his days. My, my, that that the Lord did for me, Brother Roger over there in the hospital parking lot, when most people were in the bed asleep, uh, that'll do me until my last day. That's what I'll be leaning on uh, when, when I breathe my last breath. And, and I got to thinking about that and what Brother Paul shared and how much it revelled it was for what you just gave us. And I, 
and 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 I wanted to be quiet, but I but I didn't, Brother Roger, and I'm glad I didn't. I appreciate the Lord today, and what He gives us is good enough to last. Yeah. It's standing, and what He gives us, he, we don't just need it for a little while. We'll need it from now on. Yes, if y'all anybody got anything anytime, it's that your heart pounding and, and you feel like you need to say it. It's in order here. Sure. Don't don't suppress the spirit of the Lord here. <coughs> And we'll get a blessing from it. Brother Wayne, thank you for singing Sweet, Sweet Spirit. Um, my sister was choir director at Pennington High School, and among a bunch of other things that she did up there. And that was one of the songs that she nearly always sang in their concerts was Sweet, Sweet Spirit. And, and Bill Brenza, the band director there, took, the, took that as a, I, I heard them many times do a warm up before a show. They were. They would just get together and they would play Sweet Sweet Spirit in a circle out there at the end of the field or something. So special. Special. Mm -hmm. What type of classes at this time? Let's remember Brother Richie. He's got a appointment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Liberty Hill. I've been working. Yeah. yeah. And they ain't got a pastor, so let's play that on the bike. You put the right now. Did you say that out loud? I'd be fine with that. started when our pastor sits down. Uh, hey, good morning everyone and to our visitors. We're uh, doing a, a recap. I was blessed to go to Israel for a couple of weeks back in the, uh, February, March. Time's kind of been a blur. Um, I want to go back over for just a minute just to refresh us some of the big points of uh, tying all this together. Number one, uh, why Israel? Why here? Why locate where it was? Obviously, the faith of Abraham was the beginning of the nation of Israel. But where they were, where Canaan was, where God wanted them, was very specific and for a very specific region. It was really the intersection of the two main trade routes of the world. You had a north-south trade route that went from Egypt up into what was Mesopotamia. We would call it Western Russia really now. And then you had an east-west trade route that went from Europe to what we would now call uh, Asia, India, China. So you had the two trade routes were all 
industry and commerce traveled. So it was really the main way that news traveled around the world. And it all went through Israel. Now like the Sea of Galilee, there was trade routes on both sides, but mainly it was on the western side. But you could easily take a short detour and go to the uh, Sea of Galilee, to uh, Galilee itself, Capernaum. But these trade routes, remember on the day of Pentecost it said there were people there from every nation. Well, this is how they would get there. So that's why God put Israel where he put it. It's a very tiny country. It fits in the state of Alabama with lots of room left over. And also, even smaller than that, uh, our Lord spent most of his life in a small area of Israel, up around uh, the Sea of Galilee to the north of it. But it was, everything happened right where God wanted it to happen. And finally today, I'll remind you, the population of Israel is about 2% Christian. 2%. Not much faith there. Alright, we had gotten to the West Wall, and this is a drawing of where the West Wall would have been located in Christ's time. Now, one thing I want you to notice, because it will be important, notice how high the wall is to the south on the right-hand side. And look how low it is on the northeast, northwest corner. So if you were going to attack this area, where would you want to do it from? The lowest point, right? <clears throat> And that's exactly where the Romans did when they destroyed it in 70 A.D. They came in from that northwest corner. Wasn't that hard. Okay, Sister Linda, you're looking towards the east in that picture. Now there was a depiction of what it would have looked like after it was destroyed in 70 A.D. I mean, it was rubble. Now this is the old city, and the little a light shaded area is where the wall would have been and notice it wasn't completely destroyed about half of it okay now there are extensive tunnels taking you underground around the west wall and this is the entrance into one of them and you still see this same colored rock that you see all throughout Israel, Jerusalem block, or Jerusalem brick. Okay. Why, why does the floor look so lit up? Is that, that, look like that, that light? It's not, it's, it's the little bit over exposed by the projector. Okay, go back one, I'm sorry. Uh, just says, well, welcome to the Western Wall Tunnel Sites. And a couple of really interesting things when you're down there. Okay. What's appropriate Holy Sites required that your shoulders and knees be covered. Okay. So I had to wear long pants that day. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, there are certain places where they require appropriate dress. Uh, now, what you're looking at is some of the original foundation of the original wall around Jerusalem. And you can see how the size of her. And if you'll notice where the lady is standing to the left in the white jacket, that's about, I remember now, 13 feet. And then on this, to her right side, there was a person standing another 13 feet. So it was a total distance of 26 feet. Okay, Pam. Well, that doesn't show it very well. Keep going. Maybe we'll get it. No, back up. It's, I'll have to show it off. Go back one more. Okay. So those are in the... Where's my pointer? I'd make a lot more sense, wouldn't I? I'm sorry. I can do it. I just thought you had No, no, I'm... Find the magic button here. That wasn't what I wanted. That was not the right button, was it? Well, goodness. Let's see if this thing will crank back up. Yeah, it's going to, have to go through a cool cycle. That particular block was four feet. No, I take that back. I forgot how tall it was. It was 26 feet wide. They don't know how deep it is. They know you can see in that picture it's taller than that woman. They have no idea how they moved that to get it there. That's one solid. One solid piece. Wow. Now those those were individual pieces maybe about this wide underneath it. But that is one solid piece of rock. What were the, what, what were the square um, cutouts in it for? I don't have an answer for that. Joist, maybe? They possibly. Had a walkway there that it's they had. possible. Hook their scaffolding into it. Right. Come on, projector. <laughs> Next time, I'll just use the point. <laughs> yeah, well, I hit the wrong button. But th that rock would have been there through all time, sir. It's coming up now. Good. Thank you. I'll keep my fingers off that button. <laughs> yeah, I was afraid you blew the ball. <laughs> I lost it. been on long enough to get it's about there. There we go. Okay. Now I got it. these are individual rocks. There, there. That is one stone. They have no idea how much it weighs or, more importantly, how in the world they got it there. But that gives you an idea how, how big the wall is. It's thick. Those cutouts could be a way they got it there True. the way they got it stood up. Yeah, that is true. Okay, Pam. That's their 
Are they original? Right? Yes. Yeah, that is original. And what? Which side is that? Which I think that's on the western side where we were, but we were underground. It's kind of hard to tell. We were. Yeah, but I think we were. And there you can just see the original, and then where they rebuilt it up. This is where someone decided they wanted to get inside it and look for stuff, and of course they got caught and they cemented it back closed. There's more passages even than now. Quit reading, Pam. Let's go. <laughs> but like this, entrance gate to the temple mound. You could actually get to places that are under the old city or where the old city was, but they won't let you. Keep going. Now this is looking, from where I was standing, you're looking down. You can actually see the, you can't see it in this picture, but down there is bedrock, where they went down and started the wall. So it's that deep before we even get to this big stone we just looked at. So there's a whole lot of work went into this wall, let me tell you, or the wall around the old Jerusalem. Think about the excavation process. I worked in downtown Birmingham when they were building a big building up on, um, I think it's 5th Avenue North and 20th Street. The one that's got the four big granite balls on top of it. And that thing is almost as deep as it is tall. They had a, a viewing platform. I worked and I'd walk up there at lunch. And they had uh, trucks, these gigantic rock hauling trucks that would run a, a rim around the edge of that thing going down into the bottom to pick these rocks up and then they would bring them back out. And I would just sit there and think, there's no way I'd be in that truck sitting on the edge of that little ledge if they're driving a dirt rim of a hole. But to, to look at that and see, they didn't have these big dump trucks that would hold five pickup trucks at the same They didn't have that. They did all that by hand. That's well, the question would have been how many slaves does it take to move? Right. Yeah, that's what it boiled down to. Okay, Pam. Now, and then we went in an area that was all built during the Herod's period, and you walked through it. That's just the joint between the original, the old, that great big rock, and then the one above it. Yes. Hey, look how smooth it is. Yeah. So what's the year, what's the, do you know the year difference between that, or the, the original and that when that second one was started? It's several different times. Because Jerusalem has been destroyed and rebuilt so many times through history. Yeah. But one thing you've got to have, you need to have is water. That's key over there. Remember, a, a absolute thunderstorm over there is a quarter inch of rain. And like that says, where the bedrock begins. So you're underneath the wall seeing where the bedrock is, where the stones were added. Okay, Pam. I'm looking up in spots. You see the old columns? Still there. 
What was the temperature down there? Nice. <laughs> it was nice and cool. Yeah. In the 60s for sure. Can't remember right off what that is. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, it was one of the quarries where they would cut out the big rocks. And interesting, they were working on these big rocks when Herod, well, how did it work out? Or when the Roman Empire ceased. But anyway, they quit paying the laborers, so they all just left. So everything's just sitting there like it was hundreds of years ago, thousand years ago. But that's one of the quarry sites under there. Okay. Now we look at the aqueduct. And this is a real interesting picture coming up to show you. They were serious when they built an aqueduct. And, you know, obviously, that's a person standing there. You can see how far down it was. But that was their lifeblood of water down in that rock. When they, Did that run the length of, I guess? Um, Pretty much. It was, I don't know, three foot wide. If you were claustrophobic, it was a little tough. But other than that, it was okay. I think there's one more. Yeah. Got narrow in a couple places. But you can still walk down there where the original aqueduct was. It's hard to see, but you're looking down at the pool. See, that's water. Yeah. All that's water. That's the cistern. Yeah, that is the actual cistern. You just don't imagine water down there. And we came out, this is just a city street in the old city. Now we think of gates as being small, but they're actually pretty large. But that was the only way in and out. Now you get an idea how thick the wall is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all the way around the old city. Just a way to get in and out of the wall as it went uphill right through the gate. There's another view of it. That was particularly the lion's gate that we came out of. And see that you know that would be the, that would be the in and out, and this is where they would stay and drop rocks down on top of you. And just another picture of the gate. It still goes all the way around the old city, and even in downtown, you occasionally had to stop for a herdsman coming through. New style haircut. Yeah. Now, as we mentioned before. Yeah. We mentioned before there were three levels of security in Israel currently, A, B, and C. Well, here, I'll read this one. This road leads to Area A under the Palestinian Authority. This entrance for Israel citizens is prohibited. Danger to your lives. This area is controlled by Palestinians. They do all the security. Even though it's in... Now, somebody mentioned their garden this morning. How would you like to plant in that garden? Look at the rocks. That's typical. That's kind of like my garden. Really? Oh, okay. 
<laughs> now that's not typical if you get in the valley of the Jordan River, but in, in other areas, that's what your garden would look like. A whole lot of rocks. A lot of places, and this is, wasn't just true in Israel, it's true in a lot of parts of the world, they would have their business here and they would live up here. See, that opened those two garage doors. Most places you didn't, uh, the smaller shops, you didn't have just a little entrance door. It'd be wide open, like a garage door. So that's a typical family business today over there. Now, yeah, St. Elias Hotel. Yeah. Now, this has nothing to do with Scripture. Go one more, Pam. Okay. But I had to show it to you. He took us to this one place to buy souvenirs. That is carved out of the trunk and roots of cedar. You're looking, if, you were, if the tree was growing, you're looking from underneath it looking up. They took roots and all to make these carvings. That's incredible. Oh, yeah, thousands, thousands. Yeah, if you hey, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Keep going, Pam. You didn't bring it home. No, I didn't. Wouldn't fit in my suitcase. Oh, the detail. You're going to see the detail here in a second. Look at the detail of that. Yeah, look at that. It was amazing. Like I said, it had nothing to do, but I wanted to leave those shots in. They are world famous for these carvings. Oh, yeah, he would. Yeah. Him an order to yeah. And they had all see little ones up on the shelf, and these, these, oh, they were incredible. Of course, that's the manger scene. The Last Supper. The Nativity. All carved out of, those were original solid pieces of wood. There are no glue or screws. I guess they feel like if we're going to pay money to come over there, that some of us will be suckers enough to bring a bunch of money with us. You know? To be willing to leave it there. Yeah. And I found one of these over there. So you can, you can get your fried chicken in Israel. All right. Now, one of the things that. I don't know, I, I guess it's natural, but the more popular the site, the more commercialism was around it. Um, I mentioned before there's traditional sites where they think something happened or where something was. Can't remember Jerusalem's been destroyed so many times throughout history. And then there's a few sites they know that's positively where it was. And this is one of the more popular sites and it was like going through a flea market bazaar to get to it. Just some, some of the structure of that church that we're about to go into. This was the line. It was raining that day. Unusual. That's an interesting picture to have uh, to get into it. 
Where we're going is that this is the Church of Nativity. We're in Bethlehem now. And they have a spot that they believe that's exactly where Christ was born. Now I'm going to throw everybody a curve, okay? They didn't, well, just a second, Pam. They didn't have two by fours. A typical stable was a cave. Huh? That's right. Yeah. There, when we think stable, we think of two by fours and a roof. No, typical stable was a cave. You kept the animals in because there, there was a small entrance. So I'll leave that at that. You can just chew on that this week. Okay. She was our guide in this part. She was very good. She was Israeli. She was Jewish. Now, that was the entrance. <coughs> the entrance to get into this church. You had to bend over. Is that the eyes of you? No, I don't think so. But once you got in, I don't know how much gold was in this place, but it was incredible. And you can just slowly go through them, Pam. Anything, yeah, anything you see light colored is gold. Wow. I think it'd be hard to get out of there, stripped over to get there. Oh, yeah, it'd be pretty tough. Pretty tough. <laughs> She was just giving it to her. Yeah, she was just reading the script. She was super nice. And she could have been a believer just because she is Jewish. Yeah. yeah. But just ends once you got inside, it was just incredible what it looked like. And they say that was where Christ was born. You had to go down steps to get in the cave and see it. And then you climb steps to get back out of it. But that's where they had marked. And as you left, there was even other places that was down below. You can see it kind of in between the slats of the bars where other things were located underground. Just some more artwork. Well, it wasn't particularly underground at the time. Like a tail mound, you build, you conquer it, you build on top of it. Somebody conquers it, they build. Yeah, yeah, same idea. I didn't look that up to see what that meant. But what needs needs about those doors in the next picture? Uh, they're extremely intricate, and if you sit there long enough, you can figure out most of them. Who's who? And we'll stop there, but where we'll be headed next Sunday is where, if you can read that, can you pick out what that is? It's where they believe the angels came to tell the shepherds about the birth. So that's where we will pick up next Sunday, okay? Any questions for this morning? Yes, it is. Right out of the song. It's in the song. Yep. <laughs>